And all I wanted to do was hold my sister. But the police officer said, no, Lois, it's too bad. 67-year-old Donna Pringle, a woman beloved in the West End. So she was well-known um, in the community, but she was older than me, but she really helped the elderly. The face of another pedestrian hit and killed while crossing the street in a crosswalk. And it doesn't have to be this way. That's what's so frustrating. It doesn't have to be that way. On this edition of Let's Talk Cincy, the lives lost and families affected by deadly pedestrian accidents. What's being done to make the streets of the Queen City safer? From WLWT, this is Let's Talk Cincy, presented by Western and Southern Financial Group. Put our financial strength behind you. Hello, everyone. I'm Curtis Fuller. Once again, tragedy has sparked a call to action. A senseless death is now forcing us to talk again about something we've been talking about for many years, pedestrian safety. Nationally, the number of pedestrians killed is the highest it's been in more than 30 years, according to the Governor's Highway Safety Association. And in the past 10 years, fatalities have increased more than 50%. If the numbers don't get your attention, maybe the story of Donna Pringle will. You took my sister's life away from her and us. I can't get that back. Friends and family of 67-year-old Donna Pringle held a vigil on Lynn Street, not far from where the woman was hit by a car this past Friday. I spoke with Pringle's sister, Dolores. We got up here, and all I wanted to do was hold my sister. But the police officer said, no, Lois, it's too bad. Donna Pringle was pronounced dead at the scene. Pringle was walking in a marked crosswalk when she was struck by a car driven by a 25-year-old woman. You gotta learn that you gotta stop at crosswalks. You know, this, this is probably about the third or fourth accident here at this, at this intersection. It's just a bad place. Pringle lived her entire life in the West End. Everyone called her Miss Donna. She loved this community and folks in this community loved her. She cared about everybody. She knew no stranger. If you had a request for her to do anything, she was willing and she will do it. No matter what the weather, as I stated before, Donna was just one of them people that would go out of her way to make sure you had what you needed. What she simply was doing was God will. She was taking care of elderly that couldn't do for themselves. And we think about, we forget about the significance of the small things of life that one might do for somebody that people don't think that that is that big. But when that person's gone, we find out it's humongous, it's, it's, it's big. And all the children that she put on the bus, the children that she received every day after school, all the elderlies that she taken care of in Parktown, my mama, Miss Brown. Uh, we don't know how you replace somebody that do this without even thought. They just do it out of compassion because they love helping people. What we need is more people like Donna Pringle. And I, I've been crying for the last few days, just saying, well, what are the elderly gonna do now? So my prayer is that God will send other angels to replace this one. That's my prayer. Pringle's death points to a larger issue the city has been addressing, pedestrian safety. In fact, signage was placed at this crosswalk where she was killed just last year because of concerns. Derek Bauman is a former police officer and is a vocal pedestrian safety advocate. 
Lynn Street is a prime example of terrible urban street engineering. There's absolutely no reason that this street needs to be seven lanes wide through a neighborhood where we have a recreation center that attracts all kinds of kids after school. Uh, Taft is down here, the recreation center is there. Kids cross there all the time along with uh, older folks like Miss Donna and others. Um, the street is built for speed. Uh, and this was done in the 60s you know, with urban renewal uh, and all of that. Um, and so this was built for cars to drive through at high speeds. And, you know, unfortunately, Miss Donna is not the first person to die here. So subsequent to other folks being hit, you know, we had some improvements with the yellow flashing uh, lights uh, and the signs, but it's simply not sufficient. And this is one of the most dangerous streets in the city of Cincinnati and it is so dangerous because of how it's designed and how that design leads people to drive through here at a high rate of speed like they're on a highway it looks like a highway people texting talking on their cell phones not paying attention you know i think that is a big problem and you have a lot of the youngsters they speed up and down these streets I think they need to apply speed bumps so if you go too fast your car is going to want to stop and I think that would really help this community and several others if they apply speed bumps in places that they know that there are speeding problems. People don't understand what it means to stop for pedestrians and pedestrians have the right of way. If you see a car stopped, that car and it's in front of a crosswalk, it ain't just stopped. It means somebody's coming across the street and the person on the other side, nine times out of ten, to come flying by not stopping as that other car had stopped. People need to slow down. Speed limit say 25. You ain't got the jet. Your destination where you're going is gonna be there whenever you get there. It's not going anywhere. It's gonna be there when you get there. And you do not have to do this. Well, many communities have been working to aggressively reduce pedestrian deaths. This is an issue that can be solved. One way is making sure our streets are not dangerous by design. Up next on Let's Talk Cincy, the plan on the books in the Queen City to make streets safe for everyone. It's called Vision Zero. This is a strategy to eliminate all traffic fatalities and severe injuries. It is a bold concept that was first implemented in Sweden back in the 90s. Vision Zero has proved successful all across Europe and now many communities throughout the United States, including right here in Cincinnati, have embraced this strategy. Citizen involvement is very, very important. I spent some time talking with one over the Rhine resident who has made the issue of pedestrian safety his personal crusade. Uh, the city has adopted Vision Zero, which you know is a model that's, that's used across the country and across the globe uh, to reduce traffic crash deaths to zero uh, is the goal. And subsequent to that, uh, they've done a number of things, but it's been, uh, I would say, low-hanging fruit. Um, we need to really reimagine uh, how our streets are designed. There is a lot more uh, that can be done, that needs to be done, 
in terms of reimagining how we engineer our streets uh, to make them safe for people. And particularly now, uh, in this time of COVID, uh, we see with reduced traffic counts that the speeds have increased. And so uh, what we have on our streets now, even though the total number of vehicles are down, um, the way people are driving uh, has become more reckless and higher speeds, which we know is very unsafe for people on bikes, uh, people using mobility devices, wheelchairs, uh, and people walking. And so that's the challenge that we face right now that's being really amplified uh, because of the state of, uh, of things uh, as they stand. But this is a problem across the country, um, but, but we see that the places that have really um, adopted this model and internalized it are making a lot more progress. And so uh, in the big scheme of things, it, it's a challenge nationally uh, across the U.S. because we've designed our streets for the last 70 or 80 years uh, for high speeds of automobiles. And those chickens are coming home to roost uh, right now. Uh, last year, we were going pretty strong on this issue, and then it in some ways just stopped. Right, and, and the problem hasn't stopped. The problem's actually gotten worse. Uh, we really saw the focus uh, kind of centered when we had, you know, in the fall of 2018, you know, we had uh, uh, 13 CPS kids hit coming or going to school. Now, in this past school year, you know, the kids were out of school for the last uh, three or four months uh, from, from COVID purposes. And so, um, you know, it's that news cycle kind of thing. Um, but the reality is that people haven't stopped getting hit by cars on our streets. Um, and so we've adopted this model, you know, but just having it as a slogan isn't good enough. We need real action um, and not a scenario like we've had with Liberty Street where it takes seven years to, you know, reduce that footprint of that, of that street by, by one lane. Um, it can't be that way on Lynn Street. Um, we need to make real progress, uh, and not just downtown, not just in over the Rhine and the West End, uh, but across the city of Cincinnati, and rethink um, and then take bold action on how our streets are designed and make them safe for everyone, uh, not just cars going at 100 miles an hour through our neighborhoods. So it was about 12 months ago, a little less than 12 months ago, you and I went around the city at various spots. Has it changed at all? I mean, because we saw, got a great perspective when we went to various locations. Uh, would I see the same thing now? Um, yeah, I mean, not a lot has changed. We checked out a few hotspots that have received a number of complaints. Take Reading Road in Avondale, for example. And so this is another area where we've had multiple, multiple pedestrians hit by cars, uh, where the street design is just such uh, that we have cars like this racing through it at, at high speeds. Judy Harris rides the bus along Reading Road. Yeah, and then zoom right, at, right around and they'll come from behind and they'll go right around that bus trying to make that turn. And the bus driver has to tolerate it. Near Western Hills High School, the site of several accidents, a lot of signage has gone up, but folks tell us the problem of speeding continues. The West End along Lynn Street near a school and the Y. One woman in a wheelchair had a disturbing perspective. Right on red. Yep. They don't even stop. They just zoom. 
you know, and I'm so the right on red is this well. right, right on red. We just don't slow down. A lot of people don't pay attention. They don't pay attention to what they're doing. So I, I, I almost get hit almost every day. Well, the city of Cincinnati reports the current Vision Zero plan targets school zones, recreation areas, neighborhood business districts and high volume pedestrian crash areas. According to the city's website, 250 projects citywide are slated for design and construction. However, due to COVID-19's impact on staffing, some projects we're told will not be able to begin until 2021. Next, a pedestrian accident caught on video. The victim in the same Lynn Street crosswalk. The story in her own words when Let's Talk Cincy returns. Welcome back everyone. At the very crosswalk where Donna Pringle lost her life, another person faced a similar encounter, but fortunately, she lived to tell her story. Well, I was going across the street, going to my mama's job, because like, she worked at the Lincoln Center, so I was just going in there to hang with the kids. And um, I'm walking across the street, and it was a red light over there, so I'm crossing right there, and all the cars stop so I can go across the street. And this woman, she was just speeding. Like, she wasn't looking at me. She was on her phone, literally. She was not paying attention at all like I went right there. So all I heard was a horn. And it hit me and I flew up in the air and fell right there. She was, it was finna be a hit and run if a truck would have never came right there and stopped me. I feel like people feel like they don't want to do the speed limits. Like it don't matter. And tell us about the injuries that you still have. Oh, I have like lead pain when, like, when it rains and stuff. Or like when somebody hit it hard, it just hurts. My side, it hurt. My side, I had to get physical therapy for like two months because my leg was not just trying to get back together. And what would you say to anyone that's going down Lynn Street? Oh, um, well, just pay attention. Like, look at what y'all see. Like, watch, wait for people to cross the street. Don't hunk the horn. Just be patient. Hmm. More now on Cincinnati's Vision Zero. The city reports it has looked at crash information from 2016 to 2019 to determine areas that have had the greatest number of accidents involving pedestrians. The city wants community feedback. One of the biggest complaints is drivers simply going too fast. The, that's the real crux of the problem um, because we know that at 20 miles an hour, a pedestrian has a 90% chance of surviving a crash uh, with a vehicle. At 40 miles an hour, there's a 90% chance that the pedestrian dies. Uh, and so ultimately what this is about is slowing traffic. Now what we've seen in the last uh, several months with COVID is that the actual traffic counts, the number of vehicles are down, but the speeds are up uh, because that other traffic actually acts as a barrier, uh, acts as a traffic calming device to slow people down. But we have scenarios now where you can reach top speed and nothing's in your way. And so we're actually talking about, you know, speed humps. We're talking about speed humps as integrated with a crosswalk. Uh, we're talking about narrowing the footprint of the street uh, to give this perception uh, to drivers that I need to slow down. Uh, when a street is designed like an airport runway, people just naturally drive like it's an airport runway. Uh, and so, you know, it could be 60, 70, 80, 100 miles an hour, it doesn't matter. 
Um, and that's where if you're, and then now you add in other factors of, you know, I'm on my phone and doing things like that, um, not paying attention. And, you know, all of these things, this confluence of events then uh, put cars and car drivers in, um, you know, in conflict uh, with other road users who have every right to be there. And so uh, what we're looking to do ultimately is slow people down and we know that the way we engineer our streets, how our streets are designed, is uh, the number one factor in achieving that goal. People should know that you come to this advocacy honestly. Talk about your background as a former police officer. Uh, you know, I was a police officer for 26 years. Uh, re retired in 2016. Most of that time with the city of Mason, but I uh, live here in over the Rhine, Cincinnati for the last decade. Um, and it was always you know, kind of odd to me how I heard about working in Mason, about what a safe community it is. But yet I was spent my day many times going from crash to crash to crash to crash, seeing the outcomes, um, seeing you know, people you know, killed, uh, hurt, maimed and, and injured and even though it wasn't by a shooting or by something else necessarily although that happened on occasion um, we had this pandemic really of, of crash violence occurring on our streets and it was just eh, it just kind of you know how things are it's just what we do we drive everywhere and and it happens um, and so that's when it, it really started to synthesize for me the thought process around you know it doesn't matter if someone is uh, shot and killed or uh, like unfortunately last week we had the situation in the West End where um, you know this 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 life is is taken um, by a vehicle and, and by a car driver it doesn't matter it's the same thing um, it's violence and so uh, we don't have to just stand by and say it's okay you know nationally we have 35 to 40,000 people killed every single year um, and hundreds of thousands of, of injuries and serious injuries and at great economic cost as well. Uh, there's so many terrible outcomes to this and it's because of how our culture has um, kind of evolved, but that's really only been over the last 60 years. And so what I'm saying is we know how our cities were designed. Um, it doesn't have to be this way. We got away from it and we need to go back to it. Now, if you have a concern in your neighborhood, maybe it's speeding or there's a need for a crosswalk or flashing lights, you have the opportunity to address those concerns by going to the city's website and the Vision Zero safety map. Well, coming up, let's talk about what's next for the Black Lives Matter mural and why some believe it should become the next safe space for pedestrians. The Black Lives Matter mural down in front of City Hall, a powerful message of unity and hope. It's now sending another message, one pedestrian safety advocates say could save lives. I am pleased with the conversations that people really don't know about that's happening behind the scenes that say, how can we bring some of what you want to reality? A concrete canvas, one block in front of City Hall. 16 lead artists produced this mural a statement of our times, Black Lives Matter. But what we've asked is for this area to actually become a pedestrian plaza. So the only thing it actually stops is that walkway right there and it doesn't stop that because we want foot traffic. I've seen so many people come down and say, 
you guys really, this needs to be shut down. This is amazing. And literally cars trying to veer around the letters so as to protect the integrity of the artwork. So it, it clearly makes no sense to not make this a pedestrian plaza or, or area where I could see tables and, and chairs kind of set where people can sit and have conversations. This is that area where we can converse, where we can come together to learn, to grow together, and to understand really what this is all about. Each artist was given a letter. Adoria Maxberry had the letter M, who was asked to portray children growing into adulthood. Even though they've been buried in adversity and frustrations and all of the things that society tries to systematically place on us, I thought of my own family and all the children that I teach and wanting to see them transition into adulthood. Kamanti Figs had the letter S. When they gave me the, the S, my letter was supposed to be uh, justice and equality and peace and fairness. So that was the whole idea. And to me, that was like liberty. Artist Michael Kopaj was given the letter B. I wanted it to be a symbol that represented resistance and resilience. Questions remain about how the mural will stand the test of time. Council backed the project, but for now, the street will remain open to traffic, something the organizer would like to see change. First of all, today what I've asked for is to at least shut it down on the weekends until we can decide. Right now, what I don't want to happen is like today people come to see it and I'm always so nervous they're going to get hit by a car. And that's the last thing any of us want. And so we really do need to get this shut down. The street should be capped. I think that it should be uh, repaired so that it can be, the vibrancy can be restored. I do think it should be clear coat. We could have some tables down. Uh, on this side of downtown particularly, there's really nothing here. So uh, it would increase foot traffic. You could kind of expand the business district. Uh, it would be a tourist destination. I think there are a lot of positive benefits that Cincinnati uh, would, would have if the street was closed off. Uh, from a personal uh, perspective, I think that it would solidify and reinforce that not only do we believe, but the city believes that, you know, our lives matter. Um, you know, if our lives matter, then all lives matter. And, and that's, what, that's what we're trying to get to, you know, a situation where all lives actually do matter. Well, that's all the time we have for this show. Thanks for joining us for this edition of Let's Talk Cincy. We want to hear from you. Email us your ideas at LTC at WLWT.com. You can always catch up on any Let's Talk Cincy show 24-7 on WLWT.com and our YouTube page. Again, thanks for joining us for this edition of Let's Talk Cincy. <laughs>